Welcome to the Happy Mouth Podcast, your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community. We will be offering a craveable menu of headlines, food for thought, and much, much more. These are the bite-sized news stories you need to know, and they'll drop every morning, Monday through Friday. Hello, world, and welcome to another fun Friday on the Happy Mouth Podcast, your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community. I'm restaurateur Philip Camino. I'm here in Los Angeles, California, always hanging out with my good, dear friend, Naisha Arrington. What up? What's going on, chef? How are you? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm very wonderful. And Love that. I'm stoked it's Friday. Um, Me too. It's a freaking weekend. <laughs> and sure um, is. we have an awesome subject to celebrate today. How has your week been treating you? My week's been really, really nice. Thanks for asking. Lots going on. The world's coming back to life. It's revving up. The restaurants are getting busier. Seeing more familiar faces out and about. People are, I think, feeling a little bit safer. Uh, numbers are going up. It's been a good week. Got a, another project opening here in LA in a few weeks. This project, Naisha, will be in Brentwood, California, which is on the west side. And it is a Japanese concept uh, that I've been working on for a few years. And because of COVID and some other delays, uh, we haven't gotten around to opening yet, but it is going to open this month. So we'll let everyone know on dates, but it's coming up. We're excited about that. Got a couple of amazing guys uh, working with me on it in the back of house, namely David Schlosser, Michelin starred executive chef and chef Derek Wilcox, uh, who came to us from New York. And both of those guys are classically trained in Japan. Just incredible uh, Michelin level uh, Japanese chefs. And, you know, some of that cuisine is going to be very different than what I think a lot of people are expecting out of a, uh, a Japanese restaurant in West LA. So hopefully we turn some heads and people enjoy it. I have a question for you. All of this uh, coming back to life and as the world revs up again, do you find yourself kind of working in weird places, like weirder places than pre-pandemic? Interesting. Because uh, I do. Weird places, yes. Yes. I feel like I'm definitely mobile, like my office is mobile technically you it's, know it's your car it could be my car right. it could be my garden Ooh. catching some sun it could be great office space right it could be a coffee shop lots of places so what would be in the last year and a half is like everyone's gone kind of mobile and remote office spaces are becoming less attractive less on vogue where are you spending more of your time when it comes to this type of thing are you taking calls at Bulletproof? Are you taking calls in your car? What's the what's the sort of go-to? Yeah, I actually took two calls this morning at Bulletproof. And they're <laughs> both video calls. And it was perfect because it was the perfect green background. And I was able to have my coffee. It was right after my workout. I love that place. I just love the ability to like not have to go to an office personally. It just really like yep. vibes with my lifestyle. So the fact that I can like go hit a workout with Colton at Deuce and then drive two minutes away to go enjoy my Bulletproof coffee and um, so good. take two calls is both amazing. And I like being outside. I'm just an outside person. Same. Yeah. This idea of uh, people taking time to do calls at restaurants and yeah. cafes is really becoming a lot more prevalent. People are just spending a lot more time in like public places and doing work in public places much more, I believe, than pre-pandemic. Oh, a thousand percent. Happening a ton. I mean, people 
have adopted the work from home model. I mean, there's, you know, there's just not a lot of people going into the office. I know most of the Zoom calls that I am on, everyone's remote. It's just an interesting conversation that's being had. 100% in the restaurant world, there's a lot of people thinking about, okay, how do I capitalize on this? If you're not a cafe, if you're a full service restaurant or your model's predicated on service, um, and people sitting down inside your restaurant or ordering from it, how do you take advantage of this new trend, if you will? And I think that's what we're going to go through today, right? Yeah, totally. Early on, you know, 10 years or so, we saw probably more. We actually saw establishments that created this same kind of vibe. And, and I think, you know, those WeWorks and, and co-working spaces, right. those larger places. I think now restaurants trying to diversify and seeing that people want to still enjoy a meal and they want to be out, they want to be social, but maybe it's not at a coffee house as we've seen with like Starbucks yep. and people wanting to work outside and sure. not being at their home. Restaurants are getting into the space as well. Yeah, it just seems convenient because you've already got a brick and mortar. There's a lot more outdoor space now that you can take advantage of. Totally. You're already licensed and really all you have to do is, you know, put staff in there and kind of change your hours, maybe change your model and the way that you market that space. But yeah, I think it's a really interesting trend and we're going to talk about it today. Let's get into it. Today we're going to be talking about an amazing restaurant that has done just what we're talking about. Um, this place is in the East Village and it is called Kindred. Do you know what that means, Philip? Hmm, Kindred. It's such an amazing name. I believe it means familial or in, in kind of in relation to your family or your relationships. Awesome. Yeah. This one that we're talking about is a wine bar and it's converted a lot of its outdoor space into re a remote workplace. Nice. Where people can sit down and quite literally rent a table for the day. Oh, love that. Yeah. They have uh, an amazing wine list, as you mentioned. They have an Adriatic-inspired menu, which essentially means body of water that is separating the Italian peninsula from the Balkans. So menu specifically inspired uh, by that area. And prior to the pandemic, they were open for dinner service uh, during the week and brunch on Sundays. Did you know what Adriatic uh, meant before this episode came yeah, out? Yeah, totally. I sure <laughs> did. A hundred percent. You know, I just really deep dive into the research before we do this. And, um, you know, I looked it up. There's an amazing tool called Google. And when I read <laughs> about this uh, term, I thought, wow, I'd love to know more about that. So I'm sharing it here on this amazing podcast for the people. I looked at the menu. It looks gorgeous and gorgeous. definitely a very Adriatic bent to yes. it. So when the pandemic hit way back in early 2020, Kindred, uh, alongside of every other restaurant in New York City and this country, uh, was hit pretty hard. Fast forward a few months to September of 2020, and Kindred had come up with an idea of how to generate revenue in a new way. They created a covered outdoor space equipped with charging stations at every table, comfortable seating and lighting. And basically guests, you can sit there from around 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and it costs only $25. That's a steal. I have to say, I mean, I'm here for it. For New York? Just That's a steal. Just for the charging stations alone. Really respect that move. I mean, it comes down to a couple of factors to see if that's worth it or not. But their co-working space, which caught my eye, includes free drip coffee. The Wi-Fi is nice. I think that's kind of table stakes. Like you sure. sort of got to give the Wi-Fi away. And bathroom access all day. That's big. I guess we're going to sit there for six hours. <laughs> yeah. Kind of want that. Yeah, I'm totally. Gonna, if it's me sitting there, we're going to do at least four Americanos, uh, right? 
<laughs> for sure. Yeah. Drip coffee, though. That's the only thing where I go, oh, mm. can I get an espresso? You're an Americano guy. Yeah, I am. I like to, you know, I'm an Americano person, so I want that. So I might have to negotiate. Maybe there's an upcharge. Maybe it's an extra five bucks for <laughs> Americano. Yes. Um, you can also order lunch, uh, which is kind of cool, or other beverages, and then book the table for happy hour if you want. And you can stay from five to six. <laughs> just keep it going. You're like five p.m. hits. You're like, let's go. Let's stick around. That's awesome. I'm well caffeinated. Right. I have no more work to do. Right. Happy hours here. People are starting oh, to pile man. in. Let's stick around. Right. You've taken your few meetings. You made some friends. Hey, come back at around five o'clock. We'll be uh, popping the champagne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See me back here in about two hours. Yeah. Be a very different yeah. person. <laughs> Let's close this deal. <laughs> yeah. um, should we pay some bills here? Yeah, let's do it. Having trouble staffing up? You're not alone. Our industry is facing an unprecedented labor shortage, and tech will play a central role in solving this problem. Yelp Kiosk was built in 2018 for restaurants who couldn't afford to pay a dedicated host. In 2021, Yelp Kiosk is supporting restaurants that want to do more with less. By adding Kiosk, your host is no longer trapped behind the host stand enabling them to assist in all front-of-house operations. Learn about how kiosks can help your restaurant at restaurants.yelp.com slash kiosk. So after taking a break during the winter, this co-working space has resumed again. Although the $25 can add up, Kindred's rate is actually a lot more affordable compared to those larger co-working spaces in New York. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you do the math on that, 25 bucks a day, that's... Yeah, $125 a week times 4.3. I mean, you're sitting at, what are we doing here? Just over, just over 500 bucks a month for your office space. If you decided to go down that path, if you're just there Monday to Friday, I mean, compare that to a WeWork or another co-working type establishment. I mean, it's a lot cheaper. Sure. I mean, you're sitting in an outdoor area at a restaurant. It's not really an office space. But right. Certainly, if you're just looking to hang out somewhere all day. There's value. 100%. Absolutely. Totally see the value. I guess it's kind of like the idea of like this a la carte vibe of like, oh, I don't have to pay this like monthly membership or like an annual membership, maybe even if you're like looking at those type of establishments. But it's kind of like that. I'm in the neighborhood. I'm dropping in. I'm hungry. I know I have a meeting on the east side. I can line up a couple calls and um, and then I'm out. Totally. They're providing some solutions here, which is really smart to the problems that you kind of encounter when you're working at a cafe all day. I mean, what if you need to go to the bathroom and you get up and you take your stuff with you and you come back and your seat's gone? Absolutely. I mean, that's a practical problem that you actually have to like, be thinking about. So 100%. 25 bucks to solve that problem and not lose your spot. And it's worth it. Nice. Can see that for sure. So when you book a table, it's reserved for you all day, which is so great. Yeah, I'm here for this. You, if you want to take phone calls, they'll let you go outside and um, come back and your stuff will still be there. So that's really nice. Yeah, no one's going to steal your stuff. You have a charging station at every table, which is, that's huge because half the issue in a cafe, if you're working there, is like finding a place to plug your laptop in for more than an hour. Absolutely. never happens. Absolutely. Um, One thing I will say is we've started doing this at all the restaurants is we've started putting in outlets along the bottom of the bar that have USBs. And not for any other reason other than just everyone's got their phone with them yeah. all the time. Yep. And we've gone as far as even having uh, like iPhone cords and Android cords that you can, if you leave your license, we'll give you a cord and then you give it back when you leave. Not that we want to like be the place where people are coming in, but it's like you come at the end of a day and you haven't charged your phone. It's just like that one extra, you know, step of service where you're like, hey, we're thinking about you. Yeah. Like, we want you to have a good experience here. Totally. So I, I'm all in for that. Like having a charging station, having a place to put your device in and just get a charge. 
great. Also, you know, they just solve this whole issue of time restrictions. A lot of the times you go into a place and you kind of get into flow and then someone comes by and says, hey, you've been you've been here for 90 minutes. Uh, time to go. You're like, what? I just started. Just got in my flow. I just got into my flow state. That's so important. <laughs> then you're walking around like, the whole the street, trying to find a new place and you're just in flow. Totally. Like, God, I'm, I'm wasting it. Yeah, I'm like walking around very like pointedly. <laughs> very tapped in right yes. now. <laughs> and then you also, like we said, you get access to the menu and free unlimited hot or iced coffee. Again, I want the Americano upgrade. Yes. But still, it's not bad. A little bit of history here. So co-working spaces have been around since 2005 as a solution for startup companies to kind of have a place to gather their sort of like smaller teams that didn't necessarily want to rent out these huge you know, spaces. It was a really economical move and it was a double win, actually. So people can pop up, have their meetings and you just actually pay for the time that you're there. And restaurants are really sort of looking at this model and starting to adapt and see if it works for their spaces as well. All of this sounds great for the customer, but does it make sense for the restaurant? You know, a few benefits could be new customers. There's an opportunity to deliver a limited menu and there's cross promotion. So in a day part where you're not operating to rent out that space for 25 bucks, yep. you really captivate an audience that says, hey, this place is super cool. It has an awesome vibe. Maybe I'll bring my friends back this weekend. And there's a captured opportunity to retain that guest. Hundred percent, and also the food at a restaurant is going to just be better than a co-working space for the most part. You don't have to order in, you don't have to worry about it. Co-working spaces are great, but sitting at a great restaurant, which kindred from what I've read on Yelp and everything that I saw online, it looks wonderful. So totally. it's like even if you're going to have a lunch meeting, you're going to bring someone to a place that has great food. So, Makes sense. Yeah, and the model seems to be working. Just digging into this a little bit more, um, it's starting to generate some pretty nice passive income uh, for Kindred. It now accounts for 10% of their sales. Wow. Yeah, That's I mean, awesome. substantial. So, you know, an easy way to add 10% using some space that you just acquired that you need to take advantage of. And quite frankly, you're doing it during a time of the day when generally you're not going to be that busy. Totally. You just have one person sort of playing host and concierge, if you will, and and sort of monitoring that space. And you don't really have to stack up too much labor behind that. Offer the limited menu. And there's a, a unique way to have more revenue, essentially. 100%. <laughs> no, it's smart. I think the, the whole idea around here is just how do you just bring in more revenue to an existing space? And how do you find new streams? And this totally. seems like a great one. And like I said, it's 10% of their sales. The co-working space also helps market their dinner service and brings people into the restaurant. Kindred is also available to offer a lunch menu and capture a unique guest, which equals more revenue. Since opening in the warmer months, lots of people working from home, remote spaces has only grown. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I didn't think about that. It really kind of gets more people just in front of your restaurant. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, just more inertia, more eyeballs. Maybe someone has lunch there on a meeting and they get introduced to you by way of this. Very smart. The numbers on this are interesting. By by the end of May, Kindred saw around 230 unique guests. Wow. So that's that's nice. That's an extra 230 people that now know of your restaurant. That's that amazing. Spent a bunch of time there. Maybe had, I think that, you know, what we said before kind of jokingly is like you spend six hours there and you have a bunch of coffees and maybe a snack or two and do some work. But quite literally, when happy hour rolls around, I mean, are you really going to get up and go if you're planning on doing happy hour somewhere anyway? 
probably just going to stay there and invite some friends over. That so makes sense. I think in a lot of ways, it's a very intelligent way to approach this issue. Totally. Empty seats during the day. Interesting facet is their growing popularity has also been helped by this New York-based TikToker. It's so interesting. I mean, the power of social media, man, it's it's another example how like very pivotal it is. It's, totally. it's an amazing tool. TikTok actually was unbeknownst to them. They didn't know this TikTok was out there. And um, it now has over 400,000 views and has brought in a lot of traffic. Yeah, exposure is exposure. I mean, can, yeah, man, TikTok is such a big, powerful TikTok tool. TikTok is huge. It really is, especially for this type of experience where, you know, a lot of the times people who will see that might not be a New Yorker. It might be someone who just happens to be in town for a few days and they need something like this. 100%. They would never know about it without social media. Like yes. New Yorkers are going to be aware of it eventually. Like yes. your locals are going to be like, oh yeah, I know Kindred. I've been there. But the person who's in town for a couple of days, that could be a really high value customer because they're, they're on a business trip, they're on vacation, whatever they're doing, they just have disposable income. They're finding out about you through social media and they're coming to your place. I mean, it's hard to argue. Totally. So there's an interesting survey that was done by MGH, which is a full service marketing agency. And they actually say okay. that 36% of U.S. diners follow restaurants on social media. Yep. I believe and, it. Right. I mean... 39% of U.S. diners follow restaurants to determine what they want to actually dine on and or order food. 45% of U.S. diners have tried a restaurant their first time via social media. So they're going on social media. They see a delicious lobster dish. Sure. And they say, hey, we're going down to fellow because, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. Because it's awesome. Because it's awesome. And so... Well, at least the pictures say it's awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm sure they'll be pleasantly delighted when they get there, as I have been. But it's interesting, the power of social media and the, and what it brings to the restaurant is um, the conversation here. The, the TikToker putting out this amazing TikTok about Kindred Restaurant and it being seen by 400,000 views is some phenomenal PR there. Yeah, it's great. I, I mean, I think those stats that you just uh, riled off are, are really interesting. They're just the discovery of restaurants through social, through photographs, I mean, one of the major things that you just have to have now, like you cannot open a restaurant without incredible photography. Mm. Like you have to make those photos look great. And we all know this, that just social media in and of itself and allowing people to have tools and allowing people to have the ability within your space to take great photos. I mean, half of the strategy now in these new places that I employ as the person that does a lot of the design work and layouts of our new restaurants is I think a lot about lighting. Lighting is one of those critical components of a photo turning out right or the food kind of looking the right way. And if you're not thinking about lighting um, and how light is hitting those food items, especially at night, you're not going to get the same quality of photograph. So we spend a lot of time, energy, and now money getting the lighting in these places right. So when someone does come in and they want to take a great photo and hopefully share it with everyone that follows them, they've got the opportunity to do that. I'm so excited to check out Kindred. I think I'm going to New York in a couple of weeks and they are on the Lower East Side. So kudos to you guys diversifying your revenue streams and uh, keep up the great work. And when you're out there, can you find out about the Americano upgrade? Yeah, I'm sure I can just call and, and <laughs> I don't have to actually go there to find out, but sure, I could definitely do that for if they have that, I will come out also enjoying. Okay. That's a that's a decision criteria for me. Hey, do what you got to do. <laughs> 
And that's all for our bite-sized news segment today at the Happy Mouth Podcast. You can find us at happymouthpodcast.com. Also, restaurants.yelp.com backslash happy mouth or your favorite podcast app. Basically, you can find us anywhere. So so go on and do that. Also, find us on our journey on our Instagram page at Happy Mouth Podcast. Thank you so much for dining with us today. And we hope to see you next time. Have a wonderful weekend, folks.